0: Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shout outs on the podcast. I've recently started working part time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to Patreon.com slash HoopTheory. That's Patreon, patreo dot com slash HoopTheory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, and welcome to the Larry Bird episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 33. My name is Logan Wortman, and I am once again joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going?
1: It is going fantastic. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm a, a little torn up on, you know, trying to make a decision on who to choose for the episode muse, as we just talked about. Yeah, just between Kareem and Bird, but... I ended up going with Bird. I think you don't have anything to to say about that. You don't have any qualms with that.
1: No qualms. Not a single qualm could be found on this side (laughs) of the computer screen.
0: And also, we just saw the Heat and the Knicks go into halftime in Game 1. The Knicks had a pretty sizable lead at one point during the second quarter, but by the end of the first half, it got cut down to a five-point lead uh, with Jimmy and Kyle Lowry making some buckets down the stretch. Bam, I think, put in the last bucket of the quarter. And then Gabe Vincent, of all people, with the like two minutes to go in the half, had a four-point play. So yeah, the, I think this will turn out to be a pretty competitive battle. And today's also a day, rarely in the playoffs, where we don't have any night games. It's just all in the day. So and we're actually recording during the day for once too, which I think at least I prefer because I'm more awake. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be it's kind of a tragedy, low key tragedy that we might miss tip off of. Maybe the best game of this century with the Kings and the Warriors, Game 7.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll probably be okay. Yeah. Because it looks like second half just got started in the uh, Heat-Knicks game. So I think... Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure it's one of those cases where they push back the start of the other one.
0: Yeah, I think they're on the same channel, yeah.
1: So they like will just push back the start of the second game. But it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be very, very exciting and interesting. So uh, right when I hopped on the call, I was irritated about this and this is kind of pertaining to your nuggets, so it's still playoff basketball. Okay. I think ESPN is the worst defender of this, but Bleed Report's not much better. It had that sick KD chase down block at the near the end of the first half where he like mm-hmm. glassed it at like almost the so top of the backboard and yeah. went over. And like, despite being down big, KD rose up to block it's the first half. They were down 11 or 13 or something like that. It's not like the game is over. If there was like seven seconds left in the fourth and it was like a garbage shot and KG said, like, get that crap out of here. Then I would have got the caption. That's the furthest from this game is over. That's one run. Basketball is the most runny game, like game of runs that Mm -hmm. it's ever been. Where it's like, oh, yeah, they went on a 30-point run somehow. And and now the other team's going on a 27-point run. That's the quarter. That's obviously being extremely dramatic. But, like, yeah. Like it's a game of runs. That's just how mm-hmm. it is.
0: Especially in Nuggets games, honestly. <laughs> Very back and forth.
1: But I just was, I was just so irritated. And it's ESPN by far is the worst offender of this. Because they'll be like.
0: Are you saying worst offender? Yeah, offender. Offen- okay. I couldn't tell if you were saying defender.
1: No, offender. Like the worst. Okay. The worst. Uh, They, they do this the most frequently.
0: Uh huh. I get you.
1: That, like, it's just these, like, no – like the, they take a play and then just visualize what would make this the best moment and then don't – just ignore score in time. Mm. They just don't care. They're like, oh, to cap off the comeback. And they're up by 15. And you're like <laughs> – <laughs> the, the, the comeback has been capped already. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, shout out to uh, De'Aaron Fox. Going to give him his flowers uh, that he can hold in his right hand and not his left hand or vice versa because it's like broken. But he's still hooping, like mm-hmm. legitimately. Yeah. Uh, but
0: yeah, which that reminds me, in the last Kings Warriors game, the, bro- the people on the broadcast were like tearing Fox down for that play where he was letting the ball bounce up and Wiggins like stole it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're, like Jeff Van Gundy, I'm like, how are you? How are you a coach in the NBA? I don't understand where like he was like it doesn't make sense why he's letting the ball bounce up. They're not getting anything out of this. The clock's not even running. It's like there's 34 seconds left in the quarter and it's the clock is stopped. That's the reason they're letting the ball run up is so they can get a two for one. Like they're utilizing the clock. They're trying to trying to milk the time out of it. Like the opposite of what other situations where, yes, where you the usually clock use is running. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is very like you see this just as much as the other thing. Well, maybe not just as much because like the situations happen less often. You know what I mean?
1: Should we open every episode now with just a sports pet peeve, or we just like you know what makes me mad? <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy on broadcasts, yeah, <laughs> a third of the time. But then there's also a third where I'm like, shout out to you, Jeff. And mm-hmm. then there's also is it Jeff? No. Which one? It's usually Stan.
0: That's usually saying something that Th-
1: that is just they, they're the same. Probably person. Stan.
0: Yeah, probably Stan.
1: So it's like a third of the time, dumb. A third of the time, it's just filler, and I don't care. And then the other third of the time, I'm like, shout out to you for defending basketball, like and being like, let him play. Or but then he'll say like, let him play when like LeBron just shoulder tackles somebody, and you're like, okay, (laughs) I don't know if that. I think that's moved past letting him play. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. That uh, Bleacher Report is the one that I saw do it. I'm like, that's so dumb. Like what? Mm What kind, of, what kind of company are we running here, Bleach Report? We're better than that. <laughs> yeah, them.
0: and we're just going to keep letting this thing flow on naturally. Like you were just mentioning letting, letting the players play. That reminds me of a topic we haven't brought up yet. It's kind of a little bit dated at this point because of how fast the playoffs move. But uh, in the first round with the Sixers and Nets when Embiid didn't get tossed – For what he did, didn't it, Claxton? But then a little while later, Harden gets ejected for what he did with Roseway Nil.
1: Which that feels like a makeup. Like it has to be. Yeah. Like also I would argue, why did Draymond, if you're gonna be this repeat offender thing, granted Draymond is the king of Repeat Offender. Like he makes Boogie Cousins look like he has a clean rap sheet sometimes. But (laughs) I'm like, Joel and B did that with malice. Like you saw it in his eyes. He's like, I am going to try to hurt this man. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but Draymond was kicked a game? And I like, mm-hmm. I was not opposed to that. Like, I got why the Draymond thing happened. I fully understood it. But yeah, and B not even getting a flagrant two, just like, yeah, don't do that, Mr. Joel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I think he probably should have been tossed. To be honest, um, and,
1: and then I think that's why I think the uh, Harden thing was a makeup. Like it had to have been because the Harden thing was like a problem, but it wasn't like Harden's going out of his way.
0: To- I don't even know if it was really a problem. It was just like incidental. I I feel like like he's dribbling with his other hand, and he's just. I mean, I think it should have been a common foul.
1: Okay, L- you know, like a foul, like but not- Harden. A toss. Yeah.
0: Harden <laughs> even said in the post game, like, I don't. Even, to be honest with you, I don't even think I, it was a foul. Like, I don't think it should have been called a foul in general. <laughs> um, but I think it should have been because he was using his off arm to kind of stave off the defender. But he just – he happened to hit him kind of, you know, in a uh, very questionable less ideal, location. Yeah, less
1: than ideal place.
0: Yeah. And also – but, like, it, you couldn't really tell if he really did make contact or not. But like Royce O'Neill definitely sold it as if he did, um, which obviously you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of to be honest. I I don't think I would even have any issues with this if uh, if just if Harden didn't get tossed. You know what I mean? Like if he if both of them got flagrant ones, I would be more okay with it. I still would probably criticize it, but like the fact that there was like such a difference in and how you how you could tell. Um, how much malice or how much, you know, it hate, was intended like anger. <laughs>
1: like I am going out of my way to try and injure this fellow player yeah. as a member of the basketball or national basketball association. It was. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, sorry,
0: I was going to say a hundred out of a hundred times. If you showed somebody these two plays and said, one of these players got ejected for this play. Like every single person is going to guess that it was the Embiid play. Even like there's no people, way
1: like people that have never watched basketball in their life. I could show my grandfather, like my (laughs) great-grandfather, this picture. And he'd be like, I'm not sure, but I'm going (laughs) to guess it was clipped, whichever one Embiid is, for sure. Yeah. Just Mm because it, like, just, like, he even looked more angry than Draymond did, who, like, used the (laughs) sternum. Also, I don't know if I talked about, I tweeted this. Jacob Roth, I don't even know my Twitter name. Anyway, Jacob Roth 7, I think is what it is. I tweeted, how did Sabonis allegedly have a, A uh, sternum contusion, also known as like a a sternum bruise. Draymond stepped on his belly button. I'm not a genius, but unless NBA players have the world's longest sternums, (laughs) this seems like trying to pour gasoline on the fire that was Draymond maybe getting suspended. And I'm not saying it's Valanchunas' fault. It seems like a king's like.
0: Did you just call Sabonis Valanchunas?
1: Oh my gosh. That's Ah. kind of.
0: That's funny just because they're both Lithuanian. Is that why?
1: Probably, and they're both bigs, and yeah. they are not the same player at all. But I apologize to the Sabonis family. Um, but I just was like, that's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe he did. Maybe some sort of weird shock wave was like sent up his body when Draymond was it trampled. reported
0: his sternum. Is that right? it was a
1: sternum contusion?
0: Hmm. I kind of wanted to watch the play again to see where he steps.
1: And there's never a great angle, but it looks way down on his stomach. Like, yeah. like at the most, I would have guessed he caught the lowest rib.
0: Yeah, that's where I thought, too, is ribs.
1: But, any, yeah, it was just – I'll just go to my – because I know that I, like, triple-checked when I tweeted the tweet because I didn't want to be a guy. Yeah. Okay, I said, how in the world did people think the NBA gives the Sacramento Kings preferential treatment? And then I put, Game 6, 2020 – or 2002, Washington Conference Finals, hashtag never forget. That was the first tweet. And then I added onto that thread – I'm also confused how Sabonis has a sternum contusion, also known as de Bruce Sternum. It looked like quote unquote the stomp occurred much lower on his body. Lower ribs to stomach area. I am not a medical professional, but maybe NBA dudes have really long sternums. <laughs> that was yeah. that was
0: To me it looks like it was definitely his ribs. He's like, steps on his side. Well, and almost. your
1: sternum goes, like, down, like, halfway through your ribs. But it looks like it was way too low and to the right. Or
0: yeah, left, it's or on just, his side. Yeah, I agree.
1: But but maybe if you tweak your ribs wrong, it hurts your sternum. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, yeah. as I said in the tweet.
0: I, I'm pretty sure – I'm guessing that the reporting around Sabonis' injury was more of a strategic thing than anything. To be honest, like, on the Kings side of things, wanting – draymond to get more of a punishment like you know making it seem worse so it was more likely for draymond to get punished Mm -hmm. sort of thing i'm sure sabonis is probably fine like to be honest there is a little bit of truth in some of those warriors fans saying how draymond like it looks worse than it actually is because draymond you can tell puts a lot of his weight on his other foot his foot that's on the ground is a lot of where his weight was it was more of just kind of like a a very funny look for how he, he sprang off of him and jumped, but he almost starts jumping before his foot is even off of Sabonis's chest. You know what I mean? So I don't think it was something like Sabonis definitely milked it quite a bit. Yeah. See, I I watched it again. He definitely is jumping off of his left foot before he even presses down with his right foot. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that kind of wraps up, the uh, letting people play or just, you know, talking about the WWE factor of the NBA playoffs so far. Um, but yeah, this I feel like the main topic or the, the biggest thing we should probably talk about right now is the what happened in the first round that will be remembered for many years now. I feel like and I think has altered a franchise permanently. Like it's not, you know, things aren't going to be the same with the Milwaukee Bucks after what happened in this first round series. Yeah. They fell victim to Jimmy Butler turning into, like, a literal reincarnation of Michael Jordan.
1: And they didn't have the only reason they were a one seed for two and three quarters of the five games. Mm-hmm. And you could argue the games that he was present outside of game one. Or did he get hurt in game one or game two? It was game two he got Game hurt. one. Game oh, one.
0: He played 11 so minutes could, in game one.
1: He was never really the full Giannis. Mm -hmm. So like – but no, you're Jimmy Butler – not to take anything away from Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, any of those guys. But that I feel like should be just, hey, they didn't have Giannis either. Not to excuse a certain someone that I think is going to come up next in your point or the next thing you're going to talk about. There's a certain someone that I think should have been not jobless but just not the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, I spoiled it. Sorry. Three years ago, but
0: yeah. yeah. Yep. If that KD shot, which we talked about not too long ago, we talked about that what if, and I definitely mentioned it on the podcast at the time, real time during that playoff series between the Nets and the Bucks in the bubble. Was that the bubble? No, that was the year the Bucks won. So it was 2021. But uh, that season though, in the, in the postseason, like everybody knew Budenholzer was going to be fired. Rick Carlisle was there waiting for, you know, to take his job. But you know, Katie's shot to force overtime, his toe was on the line. So you know they didn't win. They ended up going to overtime, and the Bucks won that game seven in the second round. Uh, so th- it was that close, just like half an inch away from Bud being fired as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. And I, but uh, yeah, anyways, I said at the time though that I thought that it almost would be better for the Bucks if they would have lost there. Because that means they would lose Bud. Like, I was wondering, I, like, I don't think this was, like, what I 100% believed, but it was kind of like a hot takey idea that I had of, like, I wonder if that could be one of the worst things that could happen to this Bucks team is if they win the championship with Bud. And therefore, he's, like, you know, he you can't really take him out of that spot for several years. You know, he's earned his spot there for several years there, you know, justified or not. That's just the way we treat winning championships in the NBA. And that, I feel like that is what happened. I feel like that's the timeline that we're in. And that was on full display in this first round with Jimmy Butler absolutely cooking the Bucks, especially in games four and five, with Giannis back in action. And Bud just continued to allow the same coverages to be run, didn't change anything. Jimmy Butler was talking an enormous amount of trash on Drew Holiday <laughs> The whole time while he was guarding him and not a single like I've watched through all of all of the buckets that Jimmy made in both games four and five. I didn't see a single double team, not a single play where where any help comes over. And just about every single screen that is, uh, you know, was set for Jimmy coming off of it as the ball handler. Drew Holiday would go under that screen, meaning he would go around it, giving Jimmy space coming off that screen to have an open shot. Um, and that's that's the typical game plan you run against players who aren't a threat to shoot. And so, you know, that's what Jimmy is during the regular season. So that's the defensive coverage you, you show him. But the fact that you just continue to run that when he's shooting, what did he shoot, like 52% from three in, the, in this series, something like that? The fact that you just allow that to keep going on the way that it did and not change anything at all, all the way to the bitter end, Not use your timeout at the end of regulation in game five with with uh how many like if just a handful of seconds left on the clock. Maybe not even. Like it was a very small amount of seconds, but they they had a timeout to use to advance the ball, but instead they just passed the ball into Giannis at the baseline and didn't even get a shot up before the clock expired. With your season on the line. Like, I don't get how you can do a much worse job than it's like he was trying to lose the game <laughs> almost so and unfortunately you know that news did come out the other day about Budenholzer's brother apparently passing away during uh that series which obviously you know that's you, you don't like to hear that and i i don't know i'm not sure if that will af- affect whether or not Budenholzer's future is going to be with the Milwaukee Bucks any longer or not but I'm kind of surprised that they haven't already announced what's going to happen with him. Yeah. But, yeah, what's your take, I guess, on that series?
1: I, like, what Budenholzer did is, like, wow. there's so many things. For those that don't know, but, like, a background, me and Logan got into this, like, twi- like texting war. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a war. I just misunderstood his intention behind, like, a text he sent. And I was like – I thought I was in upside-down land. So the gist of it is I thought Logan was saying that wins are like not important and analytical numbers are like more valuable. And it like blew my mind. And Logan said that kind of a little bit but like not entirely. And I thought he was like all-in-numbers guy and I was like losing my mind. It it would Mm -hmm. have been a two-second conversation if it would have been here on the pod. So you guys didn't miss this much because we would have, like, immediately figured it out because it was just over text. But it all spurred kind of sort of from me, like, talking about, like, giving – Giannis was terrible because we talked about Mm -hmm. the Giannis speech. This season wasn't a loss. But, like, Giannis was atrocious the last, like, overtime and fourth quarter. I don't remember the exact number, but he was terrible. And then everybody was jumping on Boonholzer, rightfully so, right away. But I was like, Giannis also played terribly. Yeah. So that was kind of one of my takeaways. No disrespect to anything that Jimmy Butler did and whatever level he went to because he did that. That's not a thing you can take away from that man. He averaged, I think it was just shy of 40 points a game or something. Or maybe it was 30 points. Something insane.
0: I think it was over 30. Yeah,
1: It it, it was very, very crazy. But it just was a, uh, yeah, it was just wild.
0: Yeah, so I think where that conversation took off was when you so you had mentioned with because Anth, Anthony was in this group text too. Oh yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And talking about the Sixers and how, and I used
1: a bad example. The, yeah, yeah, I'm remembering now. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but no, yeah, it's just like saying that the Nets were you know not a playoff team, which fair point. You know that they the reason they're in the playoffs isn't because of the players that they have on their team right now. And I like I was just saying how it's weird. It's just crazy the fact that this heat series happened too, because the heat throughout the regular season did not seem like a playoff team either. You know what I mean? Like they just by the numbers did not play like a playoff team. And the fact that they're doing this, (laughs) you know, against the number one team in in the league and the team that everybody for the most part had as their favorites going into this postseason, is like, this is insane that this is happening. Like who would have guessed if you would have told me that somebody out of the top four, or two of the teams out of the top four in the East were not making the second round. I would have been like, what? Like something crazy must've happened, which it did. But
1: I think, didn't we have a, if the worry, no, if the Kings win tonight, we have one through eight still in the playoffs. Oh, because a one, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seed all would have lost. Yeah. Because the seven is the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So it's Denver, Boston, it would be Kings, the four seed in the West. Phoenix,
0: yeah, Phoenix is four. Yeah.
1: So then it's not three. Oh, maybe the Hawks would have needed to win. No.
0: There's a seven. Are Are you saying there's at least one of, of every seed still? Yeah. So, I think it would ne- We would need the Warriors to oh, win. The
1: Warriors need to win. That's what it yeah. is. For, it for the would be a six seed. That's what it would be. Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. the Knicks are the five, Heat are the eight. Yeah, Lakers seven.
1: Suns so- four. Yeah. That was just a dumb thing that I saw. I was like, well, that's kind of weird.
0: It is like, kind of weird.
1: Because that, like, never happens. You don't usually see 1-8 upsets and 2-7 upsets. Or yeah. 4-5s mm-hmm. um, are a little different. Three sixes are a tiny bit different. Yeah. But, but yeah, the whole conversation, because I, I just was trying to give an example. If Embiid didn't play in, like, I, I think I said two of those four Nets. Um, yeah. years, I don't think the Sixers sweep. Mm-hmm. Just saying that it would have affected their game, like it would have affected them probably. And yeah. then that's what kind of set it down the rabbit hole. Of like, well, the Heat, and I think it's what started was like, because you were just saying like from the net ratings, the Heat mm-hmm. aren't one of the best 16 teams. And I think the word deserved was said. And that's what I was like, wait, what?
0: I said the Heat don't really belong there either. Or it was belong, yeah. And you were like, you can't say that they didn't deserve their spot or something like that. And I was like, well, I mean, technically they did because they won enough games to get in. Yeah, but they were the t- like 20th or 21st uh, team, best team in, in terms net. of net rating. Yeah, this season.
1: And what's crazy um, to me is when we were looking at that, the Celtics were still good. They had some terrible stretches. That's crazy to me that they still had the top because you broke it down like before the all-star break, after the all-star break, the whole season. And Celtics were I think one or two in every single one. And I was Yeah, like, they were. That's yeah. crazy. Cause they had some atrocious at- atrocious, atrocious Atrocities is probably what I was trying
0: to say. But did they they didn't really ever get blown out?
1: When they lost, they always lost in O tier in close games. Yeah, it
0: was always close. Um, and, they, and they blew out it... quite a few teams, so
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's that's yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I really want Embiid to... I don't... It makes me mad that Embiid's not going to be healthy for this next... Yeah. Because I think it's, like, way worse than they're letting on. I might be wrong. But also in the same group chat with you, me, and Anthony, Anthony was like, I think Embiid's fine. And he'll be... I said, if he plays, I just don't think he's going to be that great. Like, I'm just... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Celtics against the Sixers with a 60% Embiid, I take the Celtics nine times out of ten. Because it's so close when everybody's healthy. I just think it's crazy to not. And especially with the way that it will break down for the second round, the only time they have two days off is in between games four and five. Mm. Because I think they're close enough in travel that the only day they get two days off is between games four and five. There might be one other stretch, but it's like game off, game off, game like almost the whole series. Um, Mm. Because they released the entirety of the second round series already. So... That is something that I think is unfortunate because I didn't really want there to be like a asterisk that anybody could use for, not even just the Celtics, but if the Sixers win it, then they earned it because Embiid's not going to be 100%. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but that'll be an interesting matchup. I'm excited to watch that one. But it looks like sure. Jimmy Butler is doing Jimmy, Jimmy Butler things where end of the third quarter, Heat are up by six.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. 11 the tides point, have turned.
1: 11 point swing. Uh,
0: What's Jimmy at right now?
1: Um, I will give it a gander. 19. Mm-hmm. Gabe Vincent has 17. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> um, but the other yeah, thing it's... is, for folks listening at home, uh, arguably the Knicks' best player is not playing today. So. Oh, Julius yeah, Julius Randall. Randall's not playing today.
0: <sighs> yeah. This postseason, he's been far from okay. their best player. Jalen
1: yeah. Brunson. Sorry. I, f- I forget that. Like, I don't forget, but Jalen Brunson is a guy. He's yeah. pretty good at basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like... So many players, like everybody on their team, has stepped up this postseason. It's been crazy.
1: But I feel like would Randall be on Butler?
0: Oh no, I don't think so. I think RJ or Josh Hart.
1: It just Obi Toppins now played thirty minutes because of the absence of.
0: Randall. Yeah, that's true. But they do have really good. Uh, wait, is yeah Robinson's playing? Yeah, they have Robinson and Hartenstein, uh, which are both really good big centers, which the Heat have nothing to match up with that size-wise
1: yeah this i think will be a very interesting series i'm very excited to see how it uh, can kind of continue we'll see how
0: yeah it. i'm excited for all these series to be honest
1: um i think the second one in the west could not could be a little bit of a letdown
0: the lakers and whoever comes out of this
1: yeah the, yeah the lakers are terrifying if they can keep playing how they're playing
0: oh you're saying the lakers will beat whoever comes out of that
1: if the Lakers, like, the Lakers looked like the best team in basketball against a team of uh, Memphis that was, did you watch that game at all?
0: Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis was six. on a
1: different six. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, LeBron didn't have to do anything, and it was fine, but he still did. Yeah. The whole fourth quarter was just garbage time. Like, it was.
0: Yeah, I'm a little skeptical still of the Lakers. It's um, more if they
1: can continue the momentum. If they can't. Then they can't, and it's going to be a five-game series for whoever comes out of this other one. But Yeah. um, Also, I wouldn't be shocked if this uh, Phoenix team just gets decimated and, like, blown out of the water. By the Nuggets? And you guys don't, yeah. And I guess I wish I would have, like, said this earlier because I feel like a similar situation, the Suns had a Kawhi-less Clippers, which, like, are the Clippers without Paul George and Kawhi? Yeah. Are they a playoff team? Like, no, <laughs> that's what I mean. So like, no way <laughs> the sun's like, oh, it was, they had to like battle it out. None of those games were crazy blowouts. There might've been one crazy blowout, I guess. Um, yeah. I
0: feel like they were all pretty close. Yeah.
1: There was one, I think that might've been ugly, but other than that, I'm like, is that, and I'm not saying that the two wolves giving the business to the nuggets was, they didn't quite give it. I mean, they won in, was it six? Oh,
0: game five. We, we won in five. Yeah. They, so like, they won game four to make it a gentleman's sweep.
1: Yeah, so, but I just was like, the Suns are, and it's all Devin Booker. Like, the entire offense, I'm like, you have KD and Chris Paul and Devin Booker has to do that much legwork every game in the playoffs, and you feed the hot hand, I get that, but. mm mm-hmm. um, I feel the same way about the Sixers, I'm like, I don't know, same way, honestly, about my Celtics. But then, of course, every person's like, well, if the Hawks would have played like that, they probably would have been a, a four or five seed in the East this year if they would have, Played that level of basketball all year round. I'm like, okay, that seems a little bit pandering or patron. Like, I don't, I don't know if the Hawks were that good. The Celtics just didn't show up. There's a fundamental. I think they were difference.
0: better than they were all they're, season though. That's with true, Quinn Snyder. The,
1: there's yeah. still a fundamental difference between yeah. like the Celtics played terrible because the Celtics finally woke up for the first time in that series at the end of Game Six. Hmm. Like it was close, and then they're like, wait, we don't want to play a Game Seven. And then just went nuclear. like not even like crazy. They were just like, it was ball movement that led to shots. It wasn't like, oh, that shot never goes in. It was just like, we are better than you. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be playing this game. It should be over. But yeah. I had to watch the worst five minutes of Celtics basketball since before Brad Stevens was the head coach. <laughs> like it was, oh man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure.
1: No, there, there, but there's a lot. I don't know. I don't know who's good at basketball. I have no idea. I can't figure it out.
0: This is one of the weirdest post-seasons that I've ever experienced.
1: Because there are teams, it's, I'm like, I know you're not good, but I don't know if anybody's good. Like, I do, good's a relative term. I don't think yeah. that there's any team on this, like, crazy high shelf. Because yeah. the only team I might have put there, and that's a big maybe, was the Bucks, And that was yeah. a maybe, because I still had the Celtics coming out of the East.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. But that,
1: that's also with, like, 100% bias, and I also will... I, I
0: mean, I don't, I don't think it was crazy. Like, well,
1: no, because like the I was like, but the the Bucks beat the Celtics in overtime. People forgot that Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart didn't play in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big three pieces. Of just Al Horford, I don't think did either. So yeah. it was like Grant Williams and Malcolm Brogdon just cooking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. That yeah, that that team took the Bucks full strength, full health. Giannis played a full like amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chris Middleton
0: was the only one that was kind of hampered that game. Yeah.
1: And then going back again, people keep bringing up that Joel Embiid averaged 38 against the Celtics this year, or 30, 34, 35, whatever he averaged against the Celtics. I
0: have no idea. I haven't heard this take.
1: The Celtics never played the Sixers like they do when it's playoff Sixers. Well, also,
0: a big factor in that number has to be the, the last 50, game of the season. The
1: 50-burger. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think Embiid didn't play one of their games against each other. So that's three games. One of them's a 50-burger. And then Mm -hmm. also the Celtics, whenever they see the Sixers in the regular season, always try to do some weird junk. They never just straight up go, don't let Embiid beat us. Make someone else. They almost never do that unless it's like a seeding game or like – they always just try things, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Like that's 100%. And I think you're the one that like pointed it out. You're like they definitely just told Grant Williams, you one-on-one Joel Embiid. Let's see how it goes if we're short guys in the playoffs. Yeah. And it went as you would expect. Grant Williams on Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid had fifty points. Mm-hmm. Not a big surprise. But yeah. Grant Williams didn't foul out. And it also was a three point game with them letting Joel Embiid do whatever mm-hmm. he wanted.
0: Joel and Embiid might owe uh Joe Mazzula, you know, for his MVP, MVP. trophy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, Anthony, I know I I think you listen. I don't even care. The disrespect for the Celtics guard on guards on, on the backcourt is crazy. From him? Yes, I was like, you'd think Trey Young, one of the best offensive players in the NBA, didn't get to forty once. And I know he was being dramatic, saying that he was gonna, uh, the Tyrese Maxx was gonna put a forty burger on the Celtics.
0: Oh, okay. But I'm like,
1: no, what? (laughs) What? That's insanity. Forty points, even thirty points a game, I think, is insanity. If you would have said he's gonna have twenty points a game because he's gonna get so many shots because Joel Embiid's like going to be off or whatever, i had been like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Probably.
0: Yeah, or if, you know, the Celtics play Embiid like the Nets did, kind of. Where... Which
1: I think you'd be dumb not to. You have the yeah. bodies to do it, and you saw that it worked. Mm-hmm. But the only difference between you and the Nets is you're just better at basketball. Yeah. So in theory, and like they just have also the ability to do what they did to Embiid and then also slow down like the rest of the Sixers more than the Nets could. I
0: yeah. think. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like,
1: mm-hmm. this will be a good series, but it also wouldn't shock me if it's not, because Embiid's not 100%. Yeah, it
0: like, wouldn't shock it, me. What would The only thing that would shock me is if the Sixers dominated this series. If
1: they, like, blow them out in, like, five. Yeah, that would yeah. blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Celtics are playing in Boston, which used to mean something until Trey Young just showed up. and was, like, with his, like, weird little balding, lispy Celtics. Shout out to Trey Young. <laughs> Dude, what a – he's a hooper. And, like, I didn't realize it until, like, he's so good at getting under people's skin. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I love Trey Young. I, like – I think that he's, like, a black hole and is not good. I wouldn't want him on my Celtics. But in terms of, like, he's, like, a WWE heel. Like, he is the pinnacle of just entertainment. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was in the – watching this hot series, I was like, he's so unlikable, but I love him so much.
0: He's this generation's Reggie Miller. Oh my um, goodness! For He's... like the fourth shout out to Reggie Miller in the past like three episodes, by the way, but yeah,
1: yeah. Just and I just <laughs> think that uh, it would be it'd be helpful if uh, he he just needs to change the way he plays basketball a tiny bit, mm-hmm. just to like make himself less of a black hole.
0: Yeah, play playoff ball better. Yeah.
1: Well, and speaking of black holes, one of them. This is still a jury still out if this player is a black hole. Which player? Jaw what
0: yeah it's Um, like
1: hard because unless we are just sleeping on tyus jones tyus jones trey jones
0: tyus yep
1: tyus jones as the next tony parker greatest floor general of our generation (laughs) the grizzlies are like not even casually better like they're like substantially i'm not gonna say better there is no drop off when jaw leaves little to no drop off
0: yeah they definitely play differently and that's Like, according to the numbers of how how they've played with Ja off the floor over the past two years, they've been a better team. Like, just just flat out by, you know, record and all that kind of stuff. But, so I I don't know if they really are a better team, but it's definitely not as big of a drop-off as you would expect for a player of Ja Morant's stature, you know? Um, And, yeah, I think a big part of it is probably, you know, putting the ball in Tyce Jones' hands, he, you know, he has the best assist to turnover ratio in NBA history. Um, so he's just a very, very steady, good decision-making, you know, floor general. Um, and you know, you get Desmond Bain in some pick and rolls. He has the ball in his hands more, uh, which he usually plays, you know, he, he usually brings you quite a bit of value when he's on the ball more versus when Jaws in the game, Desmond Bain's like, you know, pretty strictly off the ball. Um, so I yeah, there's little things like that. So I I'm not sure why it is, but it really seems like when he's been out, the Grizzlies have just been able to maybe it also could be like a added, you know, gusto or added, you know, intensity that they get when they're like, Oh, we gotta we gotta really bring it tonight with Jaw out, you know, sort of thing.
1: That might be a factor in it too. But would it be if that was like Ja missed six games a year? Like these like tests that they have are these like 20 game stretches or 15 Mm -hmm. game stretches? Yeah. Every night they must be like, Jaws out guys, we got to step it up (laughs) because it's like this consistent, like, and I think the biggest part of it is when Jaws not there, the pieces they have, like they're like, they meld pretty well when Jaws playing, but they like go to this different level of like, this is their five-star efficiency in 2k. Like (laughs) this is what they're supposed to be doing. And it works so well. Yeah, but Jaw's just good enough that it like doesn't counteract, but it like it doesn't matter as much that they're a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. But because it's it's impressive, like what they do as an offense when Jaw's just not there.
0: Yeah, and defense. I, they pro- yeah they're probably better defensively without him.
1: That's a top twenty player in the league, probably.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Top fifteen, yeah, it, mm-hmm. but like he's that ballpark. Yeah, and the, when a team's. Arguably better without him. It's kind of insane just to think. Like, is there, there's not another person on this planet that's like that. Yeah. Like, can you think of another team that's like they look better when he's gone? <laughs> but he's <laughs> yeah. a top fifty player in the NBA.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't really honestly, well, but
1: because it's such a weird thing. But I don't think Jaw's the same level of black hole as Trey Young. But mm-hmm. maybe I just need to reevaluate that. Maybe he is. Yeah. And uh, I think he also came back very different after his.
0: Exactly, I was about to say that. Yeah, a whole deal. I think the Grizzlies are just kind of a mess right now with some of that stuff, and also missing Stephen Adams and Brandon Which Clark I think was people huge. People
1: sleep on the Stephen Adams thing mm-hmm. a lot. Maybe even the Brandon Clark one, but I feel like I didn't hear Stephen Adams not playing get brought up once. <laughs> He's like, well, Jared Jackson Jr. just gets bullied whenever. AD's in, I'm like, hmm, if only that wasn't Jaron Jackson Jr.'s intended role on the team to handle the biggest guy on the court yeah. for the other team. If only they had this just, like, wildly strong New Zealand man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But- yeah,
0: so their starting center during that that series was a pretty undersized Xavier Tillman, who would be, like, their third string, you know, guy normally. Um, and he's only, like, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, something like that, so... Yeah, it was definitely not the role that you want Xavier Tillman in as the starting center on a playoff team. But
1: but he's like a center. It's like, oh, we want to go small. That's a guy. He's, fine. he's totally serviceable and great in that role. But he is not like <laughs> just what he had to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the Lakers, though, we were kind of jumping all over the place. But I think I'll probably dive into some of my Lakers thoughts right now, if that's OK. Yep. So the reason why I'm still skeptical with them is LeBron in this series has looked like, I don't know, kind of labored. I think there is something wrong with his foot more so than he's letting on, like how he joked about, or, you know, he said something about how his doctors told him he needed surgery on his foot, but then he ended up not getting surgery because he went to the LeBron James of foot doctors (laughs) and he told him he didn't need surgery. And, but yeah, I, I don't know. He it seems like he he just in that first round series, he he did not take advantage of like mismatches really at all. He, it wasn't like, you know, LeBron James even just last season or earlier this season, you would have seen if Xavier Tillman is guarding him one on one, like he's he's blowing by him going to the hole, or um, if he's got a smaller guy on him, then he's backing him down. You know, getting into the post, you you just didn't really see much of that. Movement from LeBron. He was very conservative in how many steps he would take. It seemed, you know, it was uh, kind of concerning. I think, although maybe maybe he really did just feel super confident about their chances against the Grizzlies, and he's like, I'm just gonna really coast through this one to save my to save myself. Uh, but who knows um, with that one? So Lakers, I'm up in the air on how. Cause like that's I feel like that's a big big factor in this is whether or not LeBron's going to be able to be what he needs to be in certain moments. I think the Lakers will need that eventually if they're going to make it past you know this next round even probably. Because I every, think
1: I think every series they have left, they need LeBron to have a game. Yeah, he he doesn't. Because they have a lot of great pieces that are peaking at the right moment this season. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's still going to be a game where you're either it's on the road or whatever where you're going to need LeBron. Even to have, like, a a half or a quarter. Just, like, have a a put-in-a-documentary-in-20-years type of game where he's like, oh, boy. The foot game. Remember that? When it turned Mm -hmm. out at the end of the season, we found out LeBron had, like, three broken toes or something. (laughs) And he, like, still put a 40-burger on the Warriors' head in the third quarter alone because his team needed him to. And then, like, it just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards, I feel like uh, a matchup between the Lakers and another team in this playoffs is going to look a lot different than their matchup between them and the Grizzlies. But yeah, and then I don't really, honestly, I don't have a ton of takeaways from the Warriors and Kings series other than it's, it's peak basketball and entertainment. And the Kings, I feel like, you know, they've survived with, with Kevin Herter having a series from hell, you know, which if, yeah, if you told me it would be, they would be in a game seven with the Warriors right now and Kevin Herter shot like 20% from three, the whole series that that's pretty good. Honestly, I'm feeling pretty good about the Kings. Honestly, if they can get out of this and Kevin Herter can get out of his funk, they're a pretty formidable opponent. They might be in the Western conference finals. And I think, so I, I haven't mentioned much about the, he
1: just go nuclear here in 20 minutes. Does Kevin Herter just go crazy? In
0: game does he seven? Just, does,
1: he just, does he just show up? Is this Good. his legacy game? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, light the beam, I'm ending the dynasty, I am him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> red velvet.
1: Just red velvet cupcakes for everyone in the Kings for game one of the next series, because they'll mm-hmm. host. Honestly, Damn, make me the PR guy for the <laughs> Kings if that happens. <laughs> just literally, everyone gets one like, little mini red velvet cupcake on their seat before the game. Mm-hmm. Kevin is Kevin Herter's him? Every
0: person in the whole arena? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, those little mini ones. It's oh, an NBA yeah. team. They can afford it probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Also I and, that? The, and, the, and they would all it'd be little red velvet cupcakes and then in purple letters it'd go L T B. Light
0: the beam. The beam. Oh yeah. Light the beam. No, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh game seven on Sacramento's home court. Warriors have struggled on the road. They've won one game this this uh series on the road but they'll have to win another one here it'll be interesting to see but yeah then um moving over to the nuggets and wolves i kind of want to cap off that series really quick because i do have some thoughts on it obviously um, not gonna get into it too much though honestly i think number one rudy gobert had a really good series to be honest rudy gobert played very well in this series uh i was probably the most impressed with him from from the wolves, other than Anthony Edwards, obviously, uh, very bad uh, showing for Cat though. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved this off season. You know, if they're making making some, not necessarily blow it up, but some rebuilding on the fly type of move. If they make one of those moves, I think Cat might be the one to do it with. Um, to be honest, but and then uh, Jokic
1: Ooh. in this series.
0: Yes? You made a jazz hand.
1: I'm checking Twitter. Hold on. Okay. What's today? The thirtieth. Jimmy Butler might have, like, busted his ankle. Oh, really? And it looks, like, kind of bad. Like, it just happened. I think. Mm. Oh, no, he's, like, laying on the ground. I'm watching the video now. What? It's not Gordon. Okay, I'm just going to show you the video. This is live reactions, gamers.
0: Dude, I am, like, devastated already before I've even seen this video.
1: And it might not be that bad. It just is very unfortunate looking.
0: Yeah, man. This, uh, well, everything is lining it's up. A to-
1: it's just a basketball play. It like rolled, but his, like, the side of his foot, like, hit the core. Oh. Oh, it was before this. It was.
0: Oh, so it was his right one. Okay.
1: Because, like, it doesn't look that bad until you realize you're looking at the bottom of his shoe. Yeah, Can that I-
0: could just be a really bad twist. I but, hope yeah, so. Yeah, d- that definitely would hurt a lot. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, also, because I saw this tweet and I was like. What happened?
0: Oh, uh, what did it say? J- yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is exactly how I feel. Um, yeah.
0: It said, by the way, uh, Jimmy Butler being hurt would be such a bummer.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, from, Anthony's in here. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, that I went live. Uh, Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle pretty bad. Did you see any? We've only, because we weren't watching. Did you see? Was there, like... Anthony, are you recording? Are you recording your voice? Like, we're,
0: we're recording a podcast right now. Okay. No, that's fine. I was just wondering if you had it so I could put your voice in, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, we just were watching, because we're... We, I just hopped on Twitter, and I saw that uh, Big Cat from Barcel tweeted, if Jimmy Butler gets hurt, I'm, like, pissed or something like that. I don't remember what the exact words were. Lacey, dang it. Ah! That was going to be such a great series. Yeah. Also, apparently... <laughs> apparently, uh... What's the white rapper Jeff Jeff Jack
0: Harlow Jack Jack
1: Harlow tweeted Kyle Lowry just landed on my lap it ain't no lie that was like a pillow (laughs) something like that
0: (laughs) wow anyways we should probably uh, I mean you can stay and listen if you want I I don't really (laughs) care but (laughs) yeah that that's fine no worries yeah see it. All right. Well, that was Anthony. You probably can't hear him, but, anyways, um, I was talking about with the Nuggets Wolves, uh, Jokic. I think this is th- this is pretty crazy. Like I, this might have gone unnoticed nationally because of what I've seen on like Instagram from people uh, comments p- people have been making. But Jokic in game, even the game that he had forty three in, I thought was like one of his worst shooting performances that I've seen in like a year. You know? And then he, especially in game five, he was eight for twenty-two, I think. So yeah, he was twenty nine percent ish on on that game from the field. Um and so where do you think do you think he's had how many games do you think he's had that have been worse than that in the playoffs, field goal percentage wise, worse than twenty-nine percent? How many? Yeah.
1: That was probably it. I wonder yep. there's been another one
0: yep exactly you would be right
1: because he doesn't give himself the volume usually he doesn't like if he's off he's like someone else score like if mm -hmm. I'm I say off if he's missing he's like I'm done
0: yeah like I don't know it was weird I've never seen like especially with that 43 point game if you look at the box score on that he was pretty efficient just from the numbers but like watching the game he was missing shots that I'm just like these are shots that Jokic just does not miss normally and, you know, he has that sprained wrist still. Um, and he hasn't been shooting free throws very well uh, up to his standards. He's just shooting like low 70s, I think, which normally is in the low to mid 80s. And then and, you know, in game one with the Suns, he still wasn't shooting very well. But that Jamal and Jokic pick and roll that two man game was impossible for the Suns to stop was the big thing. And Michael Porter Jr. had a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch where he was making some shots. Uh, Aaron Gordon also was going off that game. So it was a nice you know, team collective effort. But I am a little worried about uh, Big Honey, about Nikola Jokic, about whether or not he'll kind of get it together for uh, this postseason, if he'll uh, be able to find his touch again. Because there was that one play, like it made me so mad within the Suns game. And it something that I'm like, this just does not happen. This isn't the Jokic I've watched the past three seasons now where he missed, like, two or three tip-ins and then got the ball again under the basket and, like, kind of did, like, this reverse layup thing and missed that, too. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, that, what is going on?
1: Jimmy Butler's still playing.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly was going to guess that based Stephen on... Stephen
1: O'Connor said, the Knicks have made no effort to attack him, who's hobbling, and the top comment is, Tibbs would never do that to his boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honestly. Um, Yeah, but it's... Oh, man. Dude, injuries are the worst.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back from it. Not, like, perfect, but, like, he's, he keeps playing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, my, it's probably a sprain, is what I'd say. A sprained ankle is my guess. That's just good. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, yeah, to, to finish my Jokic thing, though. So, he shot 29% from the field in that Game 5. Which, so, how long do you think it's been since he's, he's uh, shot worse than that? In any, like, regular season game, anything?
1: December 12th of 2019.
0: Dude, you were so close. You were... <laughs> really? 13 days off. Four, oh, wow! 14, was it Christmas? No, it was uh, November 30th of
1: 2019. Oh, dang! Yeah. Oh, cool! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: such a random guess, but yeah, yeah
1: the, shout out to uh, me, I guess.
0: Yeah, that was so close. <laughs> but yeah, that was the last time he shot worse than 29%. So that we're seeing historical Jokic badness uh, in terms of his shooting right now. And it, it just, it really pains me because this whole season, you know, you, the Nuggets are hardly ever on national TV and people just don't really watch as much in the regular season. And so all people know about it is just, like, what people say, you know, w- with the Nuggets and how good Jokic is. And then now, when the spotlight's on him and, like, everybody's watching, they're they're watching something that I'm, like... And, like, what the weird thing is, in the first series, in the, in the Timberwolves series, so many people were still praising him. Like, of, like, wow, dude, Jokic is probably... Like, he's the best player in the world. Like, he's playing so well in this Timberwolves series. And I'm, like, this whole series, I've been, like... Angry with what I've seen like he's not been shooting. Well, this is not the Jokic that we've seen all year But yeah, it's just kind of weird how and, and disappointing. I guess I, w- I wish people were be would be able to see his like the floater that never seems to miss And him just being a god from the mid-range Um, So hopefully that that comes back in this postseason without it. I feel a little concerned and that's an understatement but yeah I don't think there's much else to cover other than, I guess, the Suns and the Clippers. That was disappointing that, you know, we didn't get the Kawhi-KD matchup that we wanted in the first round that, you know, game one looked like it was setting us up for. KD, I feel like in that series, I was having an issue with, like, feeling like he had enough room or, like, you know, he felt like the new guy, you know, in the equation wasn't didn't want him to take over. You know what I mean? Kind of felt like that a little bit. In game one of the, the Suns-Nuggets series, though, it seemed like he was more willing to do so. He was awesome on both ends of the floor in that game. KD was a menace defensively. Uh, Christian Brown was, you know, the Durant stopper, it looked like, for a little bit <laughs> in that game, uh, which is fun to see. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the rest of this Suns-Nuggets series and for the second round just in general. Whatever happens, happens. But yeah, I think that will probably be it for me. I'm just going to leave you guys with that. It's crazy that the Knicks might be going to the championship this year.
1: <laughs> well, they're getting destroyed. It's a 10-point game. Jimmy got hurt when it was a three-point game. It's now a 10-point game. Oh, really? Jimmy Butler's still running around and playing. Well, shout-out to Heat Culture. It's not dead. Never has been dead. Probably never will be dead as long as Eric Spolster breathes oxygen.
0: Mm-hmm. Or Pat Riley, yeah.
1: I, I, I. Yeah, man, what a crazy, crazy deal. We've got a lot of great playoffs coming. It'll be a lot of fun. Tune in next time.
0: Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Check out the Patreon if you have the kindness in your heart to do so. Stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys next episode.
1: Peace.